0: This is Your
1: Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Good afternoon. I was, um, I was speaking with someone a week or so ago, and they were telling me uh, about a lawyer who left a high-paying firm in order to provide legal help for the poor, many of whom are unable to pay him. Other times I've heard about doctors who, after all the years of schooling and training, have become missionaries to places where there is little, if any, medical help. I would imagine that most of us have heard stories about these wonderful professions. What's your reaction to them? I mean, I know that, that what I hear frequently heard and said is, wow, that's amazing, or what a great way to spend one's life, how wonderful. What an awesome person. Now, what I don't hear usually, or what I don't even say to myself, is it's so wonderful and awesome that I think I'll do the same thing. If we hold such high esteem for this kind of selfless giving, if it causes us to ooh and ah, if it brings, us, brings with it just a tinge of envy, then why is it that so many of us are not doing more of it? We, being a fairly new young church, make it, uh, make it by for the time being on a shoestring budget, a lot of volunteer hours and the limited funds that we are able to scrape together, keeping our doors open. But think about the persons who give great sums of money or great percentages based on their salary to their church. Often we find that we really admire them for this. Do we not? I do. I sure wish one would look the way of our fledgling church. But I digress. If it weren't for the cheerful givers, many churches would have no building in which to worship and no money to pay the bills. Nothing to send missionaries around the world and no cash whatsoever to do ministry at home. Yet, knowing all of this, how many of us tithe? How many of us give at least 10% of our income to the church? All income, all. Not just what you report to the IRS, the money that comes through your hands that you've earned. That's what I'm talking about. You know, this used to be an overwhelming and scary thought to me, 10% of my income. If I do that, how will I pay my bills? If I do that, how will I afford to spend and buy things for myself and for my family? But you know what? Like so many testimonies from others who tithe, I have found it so true that I don't miss the money one bit. Giving 10% doesn't stop me from being able to pay my bills. Other things might, but the 10% tithe becomes a non-burdensome habit. And I'm still able to provide for my family and buy things we need and things we want. The only thing that generous giving does is increase my faith and bring me a better sense of self-worth. It also helps me to manage better the money I do have. Who would have thunk it? It doesn't necessarily make sense in the worldly way of looking at things, but it, it makes a lot of sense in the kingdom way. Oh, you of little faith, how much more valuable you are than birds. Seek God's kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Provide purses for yourself that will not wear out a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Has anyone ever asked you, "What are you worth?" What that question typically means is, how much money do you have? What are your net assets? Every year, one of the leading financial magazines publishes a list of the richest people in America. The worth of each of the person who topped the list runs into the billions of dollars. Is this truly what they are worth or merely an accounting of what they own? We get our priorities so mixed up sometimes. We sometimes say, for example, that people who have declared bankruptcy are ruined as as though a shortage of money could ruin a part of God's good creation. What do gamblers in the casino say when they still have some money left? They say they're still alive tragedy is that many folks actually believe this twisted way of thinking. Recently I read what a few Wall Street financiers did on the day of the stock market crashed in 1929. You know what they did? They leapt from the windows of their Manhattan skyscrapers. Was their joy in their family and friends really ruined by their financial problems? Did food suddenly taste less good? Flowers smell less sweet? Was life really Less worth living because their financial castles uh, had been demolished. Could it be that those tycoons of 1929 had lost their perspective? Did they really believe the lie that they were worth what they owned? I pray we don't believe that lie as well. Today, so many of us struggle not only under financial burdens, but burdens of under, under unpaid bills and heavy debts, but also burdens of low self-esteem but Jesus tells us that we are worth infinitely more than what our checkbook balance indicates. One of of the powerful myths on which our society is based on is that we are what we own. And it's a cruel and oppressive myth. Deep down, we know it's a lie, yet what a powerful influence it has all the same. Jesus has a word that counters this powerful myth. It is, do not... Be afraid. Do not be afraid, Jesus says, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Wow. Who could ask for anything more? Who could want anything more? Christianity is a radically different way of looking at the world. We are to think differently because God enables us to see differently. And because we see differently, we are to live differently. Within this passage of Scripture, Jesus paints the world the way God wants us to see it and then invites us to take a peek at the canvas. And the greatest thing is that we are invited to jump right into that picture as well. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourself that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted, where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart be also these kinds these are these are words of comfort of transformation and of truth spoken to disciples who are anxious about food and clothing yet how many of us really think of them as words of comfort they can easily be changed in our minds from good news to bad news and the end result is not all that different from the wall street tycoon jumping off the window ledge we are what we own is a dangerous and debilitating myth, indeed. But as with so many things, Jesus has a way of turning society's myths completely around. We are, we've probably all heard the saying, you can't take it with you, or a coffin has no pockets. Our financial worth will not go with us to the throne of God. We are told in 1 Peter, you know what you were ransomed. You know that you were ransomed, not with perishable things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. Who would have ever thought that silver and gold are perishable, whereas the blood of Christ shed 2,000 years ago lasts forever? It is neither what we own nor what we are, but what Jesus Christ has and can do through us, which is decisive. It's been said that today people are consumed by desires to buy things they don't need with money they don't have to impress people they don't like. That, my friends, is a form of hell. Freedom comes when we let go of those worries, when we let go of the desire for more and more and live wholly and completely with an unwavering trust in God. That is the only way to be truly happy and satisfied. Even Christian, even Christian believers can find themselves in a sort of hell when we cling to things of this world and forget that the only thing that matters is Christ and Christ alone. I met a man who, uh, following a devastating tragedy in his life, left his wealth behind and began walking the highways and byways. Now, in doing this, he found that he was finally free to trust in Christ and Christ alone for everything, a year of ministering to other people, he met along the way, helping to prevent troubled souls from committing suicide and, and leading many to Christ. He found himself faced with a job offer. What am I to do, he said. Is it time to settle back down, or does God want me to continue my journey? I know what society expects, but I know I've never been able to recover, I've never been so happy uh, and at peace, uh, so close to the Lord. I didn't have an answer for him. What would your answer be? It's interesting. Desert mirages appear to be water, which is desperately needed, but they're an illusion, a trick of the sun, heat, and sand. When you see a mirage, you head toward it, moving faster and faster, until finally, you plunge headlong right into it. But all you get is a mouthful of sand. In a similar sense, there's a false spirituality of materialism promising it can never deliver. Even the slogans of advertising sound like religions. Buick, something to believe in. Miller, it doesn't get any better than this. GE, we bring good things to life. Is this not the essences of idolatry? A misdirected form of worship? How many of us sacrifice our souls for the mirage of glittering images and all we get is a mouthful of sand? know oh, how weighed down we can become with the heavy chains and padlocks of materialism, literally for some people. you seen those necklaces? The lawyer who forfeits financial gain for the freedom of serving Christ. The doctor who works so hard in order to, get, to go off to be a missionary to those who cannot afford to pay him or her. These are the kind of people who cause us to ooh and ah. Life is more important than food. And the body more than uh, more than clothes. And do not set your heart on what you will eat or drink. Do not worry about it. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Our statement about network it doesn't matter a hell of beans to God. It's so important. Our running after financial gains. Uh, that Jesus advises his disciples to give their worldly goods away so they will not be troubled by their crippling weight, so that they can be indeed free to serve Christ with complete trust, abandonment, and immeasurable joy. This is the good news, and it can be a flash it can flash on like a light bulb for us when we take the time to think about the cross we can glory in the fact that on the cross the decisive action of calculating our net worth has already been done in the eyes of God we are worth more than we can ever know we are worth no less than Jesus' own blood the blood he sheds so that we might have life so if anyone asks you what are you worth or if you ever find yourself asking the same question of yourself or anyone else remember that you are worth much, much, much more than all the silver and the gold in the entire world. And so is your neighbor next door and the person living in the homes surrounding our church. And that kind of treasure can never be stolen and it can never dissipate no matter how much of it you give away. Amen. Everybody's favorite part of the service, the announcements. Come on, Gavin can come up over, over there. I'm all done anyway. I'm not going back to that seat today. Well I am later. We're we'll gonna a little round table. Quick, a quick round table. I know it's been a long day. I apologize again, gentlemen. Please accept my apologies. I don't do apologize. Alright. Gotta get this little sucker again. Someday we'll have a huge staff, you know? Nah, it's okay like this. Get too professional, get too boring. There we go. All right, the announcements. Here we go, compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints, very simple. All you gotta do is give us an email. That's uh, compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints at feedback at lsvlc.com. Email us at feedback at lsvlc.com once again. I kind of gloss over this one a little too quickly sometimes. This is an important slide to understand that I want to hear from you, Um, whether you're here from our church, whether you're watching us on YouTube, whether you're listening to us on a podcast. You have a compliment, you have a concern, you have a suggestion or complaint, feedback at DallasULC.com. Don't hesitate to use it, please. This is very almost common sense to me, but apparently not for everybody. We are a church of volunteers. None of us here take a salary. Uh, We all volunteer our time. People come in all hours of the night, day, work tirelessly every day of the week here at the church, and we could use more of you. Um, We always need more volunteers. If you're willing to sign up and help us, please come see me. Or, you know, hey, if you're out there in in YouTube land or or, uh, podcast land, why don't you come visit us at church, and then we'll talk about your volunteering. Um, Somehow, I'm always able to get people to do both when they come here. It's kind of nice. Hey, did you know we had a podcast? Did you know that? Can you believe it? We have a podcast. podcast. A podcast. Oh Some of these newfangled things they're doing out there. <laughs> we have a podcast. and um, Yeah, we have a podcast. You can find our podcast uh, simply by going to your search engine and doing a search for Your Path with Bishop Mark. It's any search engine on the web, Your Path with Bishop Mark. Now, you can also simply go to one of these wonderful uh, providers, uh, that host our, our, our podcast, that would be TuneIn, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Radio Public, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, and Stitcher. And I'm sure there's some more out there that actually do uh, host us, but these are the ones who officially host us, and we're very grateful for all of them. Go check out the podcast. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it, you know, I find it, when I listen to the podcast, it's, I, I, I hear different things from the service than I, than I do even watching it on YouTube or even being here. I catch different things. It's, I don't know what it is that, about the podcast or the YouTube or the video or being here in person, but you catch different things in different ways. Live versus the video, live or, and then, or versus the, uh, just the audio. It's kind of cool. Check it out. All right. With that, it costs a lot of money to have a podcast. It costs a lot of money to have the lights running here and the, and the video going and the, uh, and the wine and the wafers and the vestments and the, and the computers and, and the things to edit our videos and get them online and flowers and all of those things cost us money. And we could use your help because um, it's, it's rough right now. Um, so we ask for your donation. Uh, you can donate to Dallas Universal Life Church through our podcast at anchor.fm slash bishopmark slash support. You could also simply go to our website, dallasulc.com. There's a giving page there. It goes through PayPal which is kind of nice. If you happen to do some shopping online which God knows I do too much of it but I do do a lot of my shopping online instead of just going to Amazon.com try going to smile.amazon.com and choosing Dallas Universal Life Church as your charity. It doesn't cost you anything. and Actually what happens is every dollar you spend we get a half a cent. It doesn't seem like much but it really is. It adds up. If we had a bunch of people doing this going to smile.amazon.com and making Dallas Universal Life Church their charity, and each time they went to shop, they went to smile.amazon.com, we'd be raking it in. We'd, we'd have our, our new place in no time if we spread that word, okay? It's important to donate to this church to keep us going. We can't keep the lights on without help from other people. Okay, that's what it takes here. Um, and I hope that everybody here, and then I hope that everybody that's out there listening to us and watching us finds some worth in what we're doing here enough to at least give us a little bit of a donation to help us move on. Prayer requests are the next thing we're gonna talk about. Pray at dallasvulc.com. Pray at Dallasfuelc.com. It's an important email address. If you have any prayer requests, simply just let us have it there. Okay. Also, if you'd like to dedicate a service to someone who is uh, passed on or is actually still here, i, I like to, to kind of emphasize that because it doesn't happen enough. I think it's great to dedicate a service to someone who's still living and they can actually enjoy that. Um, you can also do that through here. Just inquire about that here at, pray at we all The only thing you have to do is uh, let us know the information. We're glad to talk to, you, talk to you about it through email or over the phone. And we ask for a, a small donation to cover the cost of the service for that day. Today, our service is dedicated to the memory of a man who uh, was a very dear friend of mine. Um, I, he, we had some tough times with the bulletins and things this week, so I did not get into the bulletin, and I apologize for that. But I want him to know he's in my heart today. His name was uh, Jim Dempsey. Uh, I knew him well for for many many years. He when I, I I actually stayed with him some, and uh, he was a, a minister uh, and a, uh, a former military man, and it gave me a lot of insight into life, and and where I really learned how to open my ears a little more to those who have been there. I mean, I, everything they say is not. Not law, nor is it necessarily exciting or interesting even, but there's a lot there to learn from. So I encourage you today, in in Jim's memory, uh, to um, try and seek out those who may have a little more knowledge about life's lessons than we do, and listen, open those ears up, ask questions too, it's always nice, okay? All right. Pray at DallasULC.com is what we were talking about there. All right, coming up, this is a new slide, guys. We're talking about uh, North Texas Giving Day is coming up. I know y'all don't know much about this. It's kind of confusing to some people, but this is a day when all of the charities in North Texas kind of come together and advertise and say, hey, look, we're here, and we're here for you, North Texas, and we need your help. Don't forget about us. We're here. We need to get some some money to keep going. We are a charity. Then that's what it takes. It takes you helping us. We don't get anything else, okay? 91919. Pass the word around because what happens is uh, if you go to our website on, on I'll have this posted on, on our uh, regular website soon. I, I don't yet but because uh, I'm just finishing getting it started. Uh, if you go to their website, uh, hopefully this is going to work. I think it is. Uh, it's not. It's going to bring it up up here, but I'm not going to be able to show it to you. It brings up a page. Uh, it, it, the website is actually, um, uh, let me just just do this. Sorry about that. I, I don't have that down. It's at day.org slash D-U-L-C. Pretty easy to remember, northtexasgivingday.org slash DULC, or you can just go to their website, type in, you know, North Texas Giving Day or Giving Day, North Texas, you know, whatever you just like, type it in and just search for us under DULC, okay? If people donate on to our church that day through that website, okay, we have there's certain perks that happen. First of all, there's certain perks for the donors, they can, uh, uh, they can win certain prizes throughout, throughout the day that day on the North Texas Giving Day, it's kind of cool. Also, based on what's donated to us, we can also win prizes. So they just do a, like some of the, some of the groups do a drawing, like the, all of the, the people that donate, the big corporations and things, this is when they kind of come together and donate as well. And they have prizes and they get fun, it's, it's kind of cool. So the more donations we get that day, a dollar to a million, the more chances we have of, of getting a lot more from corporate sponsorship, from the raffling, from um, certain levels, that they of, of you know kind of tier levels where they want us to you know go as far as you know trying to get that move up and people will match things and things like that. It's really kind of cool. So remember 91919, it's coming up, it's September. This is already August. 91919, we'll talk about it some more. I'll keep reminding you if you know people that donate to charity, ask them if they want to donate to a beautiful, wonderful church that really could use their help. Okay, all right. I know it's, it, it, that's a tough one for me to talk about because it's kind of abstract, but I, want to, I hope you all are getting the idea of what it is. A lot of, a lot of places have parties and, and whatnot, and they had just fundraising events that day, and it's just kind of a day just to remember that the charities are out there for us. That's all it is, okay? So you can go to another charity. Another charity we're going to talk about real quick. I think so. I'm going to get back to this. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Got some music for you. You know what the name of the song is? Well, the first week we had Just a Closer Walk With Thee, and then last week we had uh, a "U2," which was um, I Will Follow, which is the walk away, walk away, walk away, the walk part, okay? This one's called, and, and Gavin, this has nothing to do with your picture being right there, The Walk of the Elephants. I'm, I'm grasping, I'm sorry. All right, guys, coming up Saturday, October the 5th, is our annual walk to end alzheimer's hopefully not annual for much longer we're trying to find this cure guys saturday the 5th um if you have not signed up yet and you would like to please see me uh, i'd love to get everybody signed up and ready to go because i'm ready to go i'm gonna, we're gonna have a fun time this year hopefully it doesn't rain on us although it was fun last year the rain was interesting i'll never forget it never forget never get out of the scooters or all of the wonderful fun things it's fun when it doesn't rain and we get to do the whole course and and munchkin loves it he gets to run the whole time and have a blast and bark at everything and uh, you know, and uh, because look, here's the deal. I love having you all there and I appreciate your support. My grandmother does have in-stage, in-stage Alzheimer's and now it's coming to the point where um, her vocabulary is is leaving her now. So it's the communication at all is is, is something that we're now losing. and It's the kind of the final thing that, that you lose there. And then when it, it, she puts words together, to just don't make sense anymore and she's kind of grasping it at you know she's trying to still communicate and keep and, and you know she still as any human would has that you know that nervous laugh and says, oh it's nothing you know ha 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 you know i just and, and you know and then of course you know 30 seconds later she doesn't remember that, that happened at all anyway so alzheimer's is a horrible disease to watch happen and i'm sure it's not a lot of fun for the people with it and it's killing a whole bunch of people and it's The death actually becomes a a gift by the time it arrives because of this disease. And I want to stop it. I don't want anybody else to have to go through what our family went through with this. And the only way we do that is to do things like this walk for Alzheimer's, which we do, but I need you guys to fundraise. I love the fact that y'all are there, I love it. But ask around, Ask ask your parents if you have to. Ask your neighbors, ask your friends. Look, a lot of people are affected by this disease, and we don't even know it. They just don't talk about it. Not everybody talks about things like that, but when you bring it up and say, hey, I'm doing the Walk for Alzheimer's. Anybody want to sponsor me? I just, I just you know, some, something to help me out, help me, you know, get, get back. Help me, you know, show me, that, show me that you're proud of me, something, you know, do something. Give them a guilt trip. I don't care what you have to do. Get us some money out of them, okay? Get a sponsorship, okay? Because that even a dollar, $2, $5, $10, if you ask people, they're going to give to you. I guarantee it, folks. It's not, all you got to do is ask. This is a disease, like I said, that affects a lot of people. Ask, get some money saved up for, for this and, and let's, let's put some money in this year and have our name move up the list a little bit of people who donated, not just our time, but our money to help with the cause. okay? Awareness is important, that's what we do by showing up. By getting out there and also doing the things and, and making it happen and getting the money to make, those, make the, the research happen, we do a lot more, okay? All right, guys, I'm tired of that song.
0: knock-knocking on Heaven's Door. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas
1: Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. What did you like? What did you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to be of? Today we talked about treasure that cannot be stolen. How many of you have ever had something stolen from you? How'd that make you feel?
2: Uh,
1: Agitated. Not happy. Yeah, dirty. You're just, you're very straight-up forward, yeah, Very much. Violated. Angry. Betrayed. Betrayed. Uh... Bitter. Sometimes it makes me feel like the laughing stock. Like, that's just, they're just laughing at me, sitting there going, Look what I got! It's so easy! You know? like just went in there and took it and walked out! Yeah. Obviously, you know, not what we're supposed to be doing if we're stealing and not a lot of fun if you're the one being stolen from. So wouldn't it be nice to have a treasure nobody can touch? Cannot, it cannot be ruined. It cannot be eaten by my moths and ruined and rot. It cannot be stolen. Just put away for future use. It cannot even be danced upon like that, like they're doing in the floor. If you're about to tear it down, I swear. I swear they have some sort of step class up there or something. I think it's just one kid just, just going crazy. It's nuts, isn't it? which you'll think of today's sermon. I thought it was great. I thought the whole service was good. Thank you. Even though I was late, I couldn't believe I still didn't miss the service. Mm. No, we were running late today. Mm. It does happen. Um, You know, like I say say all the time, we are a troop of volunteers. And unfortunately, um, you know, when you're doing volunteer work, you, you always have the same volunteers show up when, you know, you really need them sometimes. So other people have to pick up the slack and, and just do the best they can. And that doesn't, you know, we, we get it done in the time. We've got a lot of, if we can get there. Sometimes we're a little late because of that. You know, we, there's only so many hours in a day and there's only so much that two or three people can do to get to where they gotta get. And to get that stuff done, you need a couple more hours. So we were an hour late starting and yeah, I apologize about that again. I do. So, but it did work out. I'm glad you were here. You also got to see the entire service be here with the end of service. Did you not? You were with the, oh, for all the service. Yeah, so that's good. So y'all, I mean, if you otherwise y'all would've been late. Yes. And had to look the evil eye of me, you know. So no, they work really. like it worked out. No, I So talk to me about talk to me about this this sermon. This this idea of you know we talked about these people that all these doctors that go overseas and they work for free and then these lawyers that give away all their time pro bono. Why aren't we all doing that? We we really do we admire these people. We do. I do. I think it's great work they're doing. Why aren't we all doing that? Why aren't we all doing that? I think. you got to speak up. <clears throat> I think, you know, I know, I believe in general,
2: like, we have goodwill as people, but I think we've gotten so programmed, and lost in our own, just, lives that, you know, it doesn't happen
1: as much. Okay. Because we are... But this is a life-changing decision before we even get... I mean, look, these guys were out of college.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, this is their life-changing, this is their life, their, their life decision-making here. Yeah. And they're going, okay. I'm just out of college. I owe hundreds of thousands of dollars in in uh, student loans. I'm broke. I don't have a job. I think I'll go donate my time and and live over in bolivia or or Cambodia, or you know, wherever, and give away my doctor's skills for free. Nuts <laughs> But we admire them because of what they are doing. they' They are giving they're, they're sacrificing what they could be getting. I mean, A doctor can make pretty good money here in United States. We all know that, right? And then they are giving away, giving away to people who couldn't have possibly afford. We talked about last week, you know, the top 20, to be, to be among the top 20% richest people in the world, to be in the top 20% tier, where 80% of the world has less than you do, you have to have a yearly salary of $1,500. And I did not say that wrong. To be in the top 20% of the richest people in the world, in the world you have to have a yearly salary of $1,500. That's a little over $100 a month. Wow, so I guess... Yeah. We're, we, all of us sitting here are at least in the top 20% of the richest people in the world. <laughs> Didn't know that, did you? Most of us are higher than that. So what I'm trying to say to you is, those people, there definitely couldn't afford this doctor. Where you get those demographics from? They're, they're actual, they're actual, they're facts. Those are facts. about the world? Not just no nations, we're not talking about just the, the big nations, we're not talking about just America. What about the world? The uh, world uh, is a very poor, compared to the United States, the world is poor. Look it up. You've phone there. If you don't trust me, I, I, I love the fact, I love it when people challenge me. No, it's not that. It's no, no, no! I do. I like it because it, it helps me to reinforce what I'm saying. I, I stand behind it. I, I could be off by a percentage or two, but oh, on average, on, on average, we're looking at 20 percent to be in the top 20 percent richest people in the world. You need a yearly salary of 1,500 dollars a year. Fair enough. That's, that's not. I mean, that's not a lot of money, is it? Think about that. A lot of you, the the base. Social Security for retirement is usually based on your, on your income, but there is a, a, a baseline. What is one? the annual salary of the top 20% richest people out in the world? World. That's going to probably pick up something funny there. I don't think you're going to get it to say exactly like that because it's going to bring up all the popular co- uh, uh, checks, which is. Yeah, you know, what's what's the the twenty percent? You know the rich, the rich celebrities and, and that. Anyway, you look at okay? I and mean, we'll keep we'll chit-chatting here. All mm-hmm. right. So, talk to you guys. Why are we not? What, that's the question I have for you. Why do we not? Why, as 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 we have grown up and gotten our schooling or whatever, or gotten our jobs or where we decide to do in life, why are we not volunteering and giving more of our time to people less? less uh, fortunate than us.
2: Because sometimes I would say that we can be wrapped up so much in our own lives or whatever's going on with, I guess, whatever's occurring with us or around us that we fail to see outside of that. Mm -hmm. We become somewhat, I guess,
1: have that almost boxed-in mentality, you know? I, I understand. I get you. You know, I think I talk to people all the times, and I say, you know, if you would just step out of your life for a second and watch yourself, you can see you would see a totally different thing than you see when you're involved in it and inside it. You're right. I understand that. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> excuse me. What is our purpose here on this earth, though? Why are we here? It's very simple. Very, very simple. Don't elaborate too much. Why are we here, then? Love and worship God. Serve and worship God. That's why you're here. To serve and worship God. Now, that sounds very simple and simplistic in what I'm saying, okay? It's not that simplistic. To serve and worship God, you can serve and worship God in many, many different ways. One of the ways I choose to do so is that I become a a minister, okay? And I give my my time, I give my life, I give my, my abilities, my Whatever I can, you know, I, I I think in this job I use every ability I've ever learned in any other job. I I think that I think that in my job now as a minister, I use every, almost every aspect of all the jobs that I have had before that I've been trained in and learned from. You know, I I, I public speaking, I I, I always I, I use my my skills in, in, from graphic arts because I help I do the uh, help do the program, video editing I do other video editing. Um, uh, Where else? There's some other stuff here. I guess uh, I guess intelligence and, and learning some of those book stuff was probably pretty important too. Um, definitely not comedy. <laughs> Look, I, I've gone through that before with y'all. We've talked about that before. How it's I find it amazing that all of these skills that I picked up along the way from jobs that I had before I answered this calling have all kind of culminated, and I use so many of them in this one job. It's like. You know, I was a graphic artist for a while, and I did that job, and now, okay, but now I use that those skills that I got from that job, and I use them now in this job, along with all these other skills that I had have, have gained through my life, and I think it's amazing how it all culminated, and they're all being used in this little job that I have as being a minister. And it's like, you know what, I think somebody may have a plan somewhere about this. Somebody's been watching and, and kind of mapping some things out, because that's just a little too too good. I mean, I, these skills I needed, and I went and did them, and learned them, and got this training. I think God was going to the training, and I didn't want to pay for it. He was <laughs> going to need somebody else get trained, and then brought me in here to fix this, right? That's why I like to look at, it's kind of fun. But it, it just amazes me that, I started, I became I minister later in life, you I know. I wasn't ordained right out of college, right out of high school, or I didn't go to seminary right out of high school. Okay? But later in life, I picked up these extra skills that I had. And it's amazing to me that I use all of those skills on a daily basis here. It's amazing to me. So I digress on that. I apologize. But I, I, I just think that I, I, that's my kind of my thank thanks to God for being so damn smart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it just amazes me sometimes. It just really does. I, I just look like you, know, in awe. So we're here to serve and worship God, right? These guys are doing a good job of it. These doctors, these lawyers that are going and donating basically their lives after owing hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in, in uh, student loans and whatnot. not. You know, them. you got out of medical school, you're broke. You are broke. You're worse than broke. And here's these guys going over wherever they're going, these third world countries, which isn't a lot of fun to live in anyway. There's not really a Hilton in there, okay? And they're living amongst the people and treating these people and with medical care, that they've learned. They paid all this money. They owe all this money for it. They've learned. And you can't give them a dime back. A dime to these people would be a year's salary. Well, why aren't we all doing that? That's serving and worship God in the most basic sense. Why aren't we all doing it? Right. Gavin says because we get caught up in our own lives. Before you get caught up in your own lives, he got right out of school, man. He had that decision made. He was ready to go. Yes, you're right. But, but before that?
2: I would say before that, uh, to be, uh, I guess, straight to the point, we lack the medical training, for
1: one. We lack anything? So we're not doing it because we lack the medical training? No. You're going a little deeper than I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I mean, I'm <laughs> but that actually that. Being silly on that one. But
2: I would say, just because we don't have medical training or anything like that, does not necessarily
1: mean that we cannot be uh, of assistance or anything. You're right. We, there's other training. It it's not just being a doctor. I mean, this is being a lawyer. We talked about that, right? A lawyer. Yeah, lawyers going, giving pro bono work. It's your talent, what you've learned, your, your, what your profession would be, for maybe, and what you're giving back with that. Are you giving back? That's the question here. Well, I'm not asking, and I don't think God is either, asking you to go to the extreme that these gentlemen do, that these ladies and gentlemen do. If they are... I mean, it's, that's tough. That's that's really tough to do that. And uh, some people can't. I mean, some people you can. I mean, you to be able to afford something like that on your own, even. You, actually, I say, I mean, if you got a medical school, you're broke. So you really have to have some means at that point yourself to be able to get you probably get yourself there. And you're telling me these people don't have money to get you there. You know, you got to go probably buy some things for yourself to do things like that. You know. It's, but they are amazing people, and we do ooh and ah at the fact that they have these jobs and they choose to go and do this. So what I'm asking you is, I think the big question today was about tithing. think we talked about that. You take one penny, and you keep what well, you keep nine pennies, and you give one penny. It's not. It's ten percent. Now you think about your pennies. It's not so bad. One penny to nine a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand dollars a year. You know, you, you give the church ten thousand dollars. That's a lot of money in lump sum. You're not creating your hundred thousand. It's been shown again and again. Taking that ten percent, people who, who tithe regularly, it, it changes their life little if none financially, as far as their spending goes. They're so very comfortable. In what they do, they don't have their needs met. You know, you, it's one of those things you get. You kind of start to, to learn how to wear it like a wedding ring. You get used to it. You know, you need to pay it. But you do, you pay your tithes. It's kind to like paying taxes you pay them to God. Places like this cannot stay open without donations. That's what we rely on. Now, tithing is a huge part of it. It's very, very important to our survival. If we don't have it, we will have a place to come here, to your church in your life, OK? So, that's, that's one of the reasons we talk about this today, is, is to talk about tithing. That's not the only reason. We you know how important tithing is. I I hope you do. There's no other money coming to this church right now except for what we put in on the collection desk. Yeah, the collection plate. The last four months the last four months this that collection plate has collected less than a dollar total. That's not every Sunday. It's less than a dollar total. The lights are still so on but barely. And I'm telling you guys look. I need y'all's help and I need your help on some other things too. Like bring some people to church. Talk about us out there. Get excited about it. If you're if you are. See if you can find that in you. Because I let me tell you something. I talk about the church and I'm excited about it. I still am. Even after three years of it, I watched that, I watched that little movie I made, which I enjoyed not only making, but I enjoyed reliving all of those experiences that I had with y'all. Those were some big ones. There were some good ones there. And I get this, I I get energy, as you can imagine, after watching that film. I'm just like, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's go. I feel the Holy Spirit. And I want, I'm trying to get, I wish I could just throw that to you and let you feel it. And and, and I I wish I could explain to you how how strong it is. Because I want y'all to know and to have that same passion that I have to be able to pass this, wonderful thing that we found here I want to other people. I don't want to hold it in just to us. I want everybody to be able to feel this feeling that we have. You know, those times that, that, that we're all looking at each other and like, whoa, you know that? Yeah. You know, that, 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 when we say the Holy Spirit comes in and you kind to feel that tingle all over your body, and you of warm, and, and you get the smile on your face. We all look at each other and we're all doing the same thing. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. That's the feeling I want to share with everybody. Everybody has the right to feel that look It's amazing. It's not fair. I don't want to keep that to myself. I want to that look on like everybody's face in the world. Yeah. Oh wow. And flipping around and realizing everybody else looks that way too? Wow. The Holy Spirit orgy. Oh <laughs> my <laughs>
0: What? Well, since you went there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Baylor, Baylor joined us late. Come on in, Baylor? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you this. Yeah, Munchkin in now too. When you ask,
0: yeah. when when people ask you Jesus what do you do, you're in the people it's business. And back to what you were talking about. You're in the people business. Not just that, but to the others, to to all of us. You know, you got to remember, ten percent is a start. Go
1: ahead. That's all right. Munch is going to join us part of the part of the, the round table here.
0: Much is given, much is expected, right?
1: Remember, we talked about last week, and whether you let me just, just real quick throw it in here. That one of the things we said last week was you know, you don't own it really right. anything here. You, you may pay to borrow it, you may have, you know, have it for a short time, but you don't own anything, you can't take it with you. No, no it's getting off this thing alive. We're not getting off this planet at all. alive. No, well. Our bodies aren't getting off right. the panel. In other words, if you can't if you can hold it in your hands, it ain't going with you. i will tell you this, it's our bodies or
0: sin. I mean that it keeps keeps us from going and being and doing that very thing.
1: Absolutely. It's that that grasping of those things here too.
0: And as far as that feeling goes, mm. I would suggest gotta be receptive, you gotta be open to it, you gotta be
1: um, willing to open your heart and your mind. But I want them to be able to share it too, for, that's the thing.
0: Yeah, and for anything, for, yeah. and you never know. You know, you, we don't always get what we want. Okay. That's not what we're here for. You, you might just
1: get what you need. Look, I, that that feeling, I, I think, I don't know if you've ever been here on I'm one of those Steven. days. even Huh?
0: I've always been even Stephen. it seems like. What do you mean by that? it's a bit from uh, Seinfeld, uh, one of the Seinfeld that you see, means in my former life I, I had a need for this for some somehow somewhere down the road either through my dad or my parents or someone through Sunday school or some other avenue it was it was met yeah and I'm almost sure that a lot of what was met I never recognized. Oh, when dumbas do. I oh, think yeah, that's that's, pretty, yeah, I mean, that's pretty common. Yeah. Be it, receptive and open to that. Um,
1: be be grateful as well. Don't forget that one.
0: To be rich is not to be money. To be rich uh, can be can be to be fulfilled in what you do. And how do you do?
1: rich? What is rich? What is rich? What's rich. An abundance, an overabundance. In the other—that's the other part of the, the piece of scripture we talked about last week. You know, what is greed? Greed is what is holding on to that abundance. You're right. You're greedy if you have more than you need and don't give it away or say an extra minute at the game room. Yeah. You should not keep more than you need because otherwise, why are you keeping it? Why? Saving it up for a rainy day, retirement, whatever? You don't believe that God will take care of you? You're afraid that he's going to let you down and that tomorrow you can't eat? Last week we talked about the, the thing about the, the guy who he had the, the, the fields, right? And one year he had an overabundance of crops. So what he did was he went and he tore down his old sheds and grain silos and whatnot and built new huge ones to accommodate all the new crops. What's wrong with that? We do it all the time here, don't we? Put money in the bank. So what's wrong with what he did? Is there anything wrong with that again? Is there? No, You think it was okay. I'm just asking. Um, Talk to me. I don't think it, it, the act the act of doing so is a there's anything wrong
2: with that. But I understand as maybe a a
1: wider concept.
2: It's more like was
1: there anything wrong with what he did by building by tearing down his own buildings and putting up new ones to protect his cropped, his overabundance that he had gotten, his his, his amazing, I mean, he got a lot more than he normally gets out of the ground, it was amazing, and yeah. he wanted to protect it, right? So he built, built this, he had to do something with that. it, huh? He's is there anything wrong with what Absolutely he did? Absolutely not. Okay, really? Stop, I'll tell you what the answer is. God said, you fool! So what does that tell you? I guarantee you the, the answer you just gave is not right. I love doing this. I, I just love doing the little secret getting you guys. Because if you fool, your life is being demanded of you tonight. You're, named, you're dying tonight. He's a young guy, but you don't know what you're gonna, you may die right now. You're dying tonight. Now who's gonna take this, this stuff that you saved up for yourself? You've made all this work and you saved this up for yourself and you can't, you can't take that with you. You're a fool. What would be the most proper thing for him to do at that point? with that overabundance that God had provided him from his crops, the thing would have been what? To Take what he needed, which was probably basically what he already had that he could put in his storage buildings at the time. Probably actually probably too much there even. But what he put in storage buildings at the time and give away the rest. That's the thinking that is so hard for us to concentrate. As you can see, to get into our heads, that we don't have to have this silo of everything in our yard of all the stuff we might need we, 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 we are so overboard with the pampering not even basic needs guys look we don't we don't need refrigerators this big I'm, I'm blaming a lot of last week's last week's was important and then it's, and it's mentioned again this week it's, it's kind of a this is kind of a dual this this, this kind of carried over the dessert, the, the Gavin. Hush. It kind of carried over from last week. All right. I love you, Gavin. But you know. <laughs> so look, what i trying to say here is we are living. We're not living the way we should. I don't need four or five widescreen TVs, flat screens. I don't need it. I'm one person living here. Why do I need all those TVs? Why does anybody? Why do we have guest rooms filled with? with beautiful bedding and pictures on the wall and, and all this. Why do we have all this extra... Which are car parts you have no, right, idea, no need for. Right. Why do we have... Why, we don't need refrigerators this big. Even in Europe. If you go to Europe you'll realize, no, you cannot get a refrigerator that big in Europe. They don't have it. First of all, there's, no, there's just a space thing. It's just... But, I mean, of course, us in America, everything's got to be bigger. Over a button That American dream. That American dream is not God's dream. I hate to tell you. Give up some of the opulence and comfort of this world so that you can store up that opulence and comfort and have it ready for you in the next. Here, the items you have can be stolen, moth-eaten, ruined, rust. What else would you have in that next place? They have a cedar closet. I'm going to tell you, you you're not going to have a moth in there. That's a joke. Just a laugh. That's funny. Thank you. All right. Guys, what do you think about that? I just want to get your... I've talked a lot now, and I, I'm thinking I don't like doing that. So, so listen, I want to hear your thoughts real quickly. I want to hear your thoughts on this, about how you live, and if you're willing to try and maybe make some changes and move toward that living that the Bible speaks about that we should be doing. Mm-hmm. Take you, there for a second. Don't you... Not much time, because I'm going to wither away over here in a minute. And poor dogs, that's why they're out here. They're starving to death. <laughs> Gavin, come on. You can talk to me. Uh-huh. Think about it. What, I mean, first of all, do you agree with what it's saying? If the Bible's saying, yep, you, know, you need to live. You We're you you're being, you're being wasteful, basically. You're being selfish. You're being greedy. W- are you willing to change? Of course. Okay. What are you going to do to make some changes to kind of maybe adhere to God's plan here a little more? that path that he's laid out for us. This is part of it.
2: Well, I guess seeing as how um, part of it would be actually having the wonderful opportunity of actually getting to learn how to, I guess, do a little bit of editing. and Yeah, you're going you to learn
1: some things this week, aren't
2: you? Just a little bit. That,
1: but that's okay.
2: But I think that would also be another way of following that path because it also helps me to invest more of the time that I should have been investing right into the church as well as getting out of myself
1: and being able to you know That's well, an interesting way to look put, at that, Gavin. Put all that time to you know good use. That's a, i I have never that's an interesting way. You're you're talking about improving yourself with this knowledge that, that I'm willing to share with you. You take the time to do what I'm also Than donating, you know. I'm I'm glad you're grateful. Thank you. But I'm I'm doing it because I want to teach you, and I want you to learn something Mm -hmm. new. And I know that when you learn these skills that I offer you to teach you, you can then use those skills in your own life in many different ways. Uh, You you know, whether you're in career or even in church or even passing it on to somebody else. So you see how this is kind of going. All these little things kind of come together. Moving, you know, talking about your time and the things your abilities. You talk about pay it forward, right? There's a lot, pay it forward. You've got an overabundance. you've got this knowledge, right? Well, pay it forward, teach somebody else that knowledge. They can use it too, okay? You've got more money than you need. Well, you know what, go give some away because somebody else needs it. We're in the top 20% at $1,500 a year? Come on, guys, we have a lot of money, okay? What about you? I like the way you thought of that, but that was interesting. I wouldn't have gone that, there with that, with talking about actually the time and talents part of it, <laughs> being the overabundance, nice. Very nice. Let me hear your good, your good, your good, strong <clears throat> voice here now. Okay. Let's get you better than
2: that. So, repeat the question one more
1: time, just so that I. All right, here's um, what I'm asking you. Okay. First of all, God has God has put out this plan for us. This is our path. Yes. And He said, "Look, you need to, if you've got." more than what you need Mm -hmm. they need and not want more than what you need you you should be giving that away otherwise you're greedy okay are you willing first of all to adhere to move toward a life more and more uh, geared toward that more on that path of I've got too much I don't need this much I don't need to have all of this and if so How are you going to do that? What are some of the steps you're going to make to get there? To get on that path of, I'm living with what I need, I've taken what I need, I've gotten what I need, and the rest I'm giving away. um, It's a hard concept, isn't it? It's a very hard concept. Don't dig in it too deep. Don't go too deep here. To
2: keep it simple.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely what? You're willing to do it? Yes. Okay, how? And I'll keep this simple as well. I hope so.
2: By setting up and putting forth
1: and giving what no one else can take away from you. Okay. And that is... Like what? Love. And that's a very broad concept. Another way, i will, you guys are surprising me today. That's another way I would not have gone with this today. That's nice. Giving away the love. We talk about this all the time, guys. We talk about this all the time. About part of being a man for others, men and women for others, is that love. And that love is, is the basis of this church. It is. It is the basis of this church. God's unconditional love for us is why we're able to come together and to share that love with each other and hopefully the world. Right? Mm-hmm. If I don't love myself, how the hell can I give away to anybody else? Okay, RuPaul. Right? I, I said that before RuPaul. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I did. I, I don't even, I've never even heard her say it. I know she did say it. Mm-hmm. I've never heard her say that. Well, that was saying it's been around a long before. Right? Uh, p- the people who are in the know, know this. You have to have love for yourself and for me. So I, how many times have I done the dollar bill thing with y'all? Pulling out the dollar bill and saying, if I have a dollar bill, I can give you a dollar bill. If I don't, I don't. Yeah. I can't give you one if I don't have one. I don't have an overabundance of it. That's the one thing I think it's okay to have an overabundance of, is love. But you still need to give it away. Absolutely. I guarantee you're going to have all of it still there, though. That's the nice thing about love, though, see? You can just keep giving it away, giving it away, giving it away, and it's not going to dwindle. Your, your supply is going to stay stays just as big. But I love it.
2: But, oh.
1: What? But I guess...
2: I hate buts. But where, 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 where I'm coming from, though, is with more of a... It's more of a universal type of well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Love
1: is universal. Agree. Okay. Love. Okay. I say if you don't know well do to it.
0: to give of yourself uh Warren Buffett. There are there are oh, many amazing. articles
1: and um but don't you think he has don't you think he has on, ulterior motives though? Come on now. You no,
0: know, there's a basic he lives in the same house he's lived in all his life. He's right. got the same junk truck.
1: Yep. We just a two year old Continental, two year old he's
0: the CEO of Berkshire Hathaway. Yes. You want to own a piece of this stock in Berkshire Hathaway? $300,000. $300,000 to
1: give in. That's what it is right now. They own Dairy Queen. They own everything. 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 Not, they, they own, own all, all the airlines, they own all the banks, they own all, they own everything. Every, I mean, literally, he really does own everything.
0: And he spends what he needs and, and he has planned, Is he? his kids aren't getting it.
1: No, it's all, listen, he's he going to, all the to give it away. Like, He's going to get all Bill He hires right. people to give it away. That is do you not think there's any alternative motive at all in that man? Do you think he's literally that pure?
0: I don't know, but within the last one to three days on CNBC, I know, I mean, there are articles on him on um, speak. I know. If he had to live life all over again, what would he do different? I am dying, dying to read it now.
1: Nothing. I'm sure it has to be nothing. It has to be. I'll turn in next week find out. Look, the, the man Warren Buffett is an amazing individual. Obviously, look, I was talking to somebody to Scott about it actually the other day about Warren. We have a a conversation right here. This this man, yes, he lives in the same house he's lived in for fifty years with his wife. Okay, he drives a, a, a you know, he doesn't live a lavish life. He's got billions of dollars. Hold on, drives a two-year-old Lincoln. Okay, he, he does that every you know, after a couple of years. Drives an old Lincoln. You know, he drives a Lincoln. He doesn't live a lavish life, but look besides that the talent he had to have to get what he's got now I mean I I don't live a lavish life and that doesn't make me anything like him right The smarts that this man had and and, I hate to tell you this isn't all smart I mean I think probably 90% of it 95% of it was smarts but he did a little luck in there too because he did real well for himself and his family but he just made the right decisions and I think here's part of it lives the right life and Another thing I said last week was when you live that life, you may not be able to get those things that you want right then. Those iPhones, the brand new ones. You may not live in that right neighborhood that you want to live in. But maybe you're not supposed to live in that neighborhood yet. Maybe you're not supposed to have that iPhone yet. But let me tell you something. When you least expect it, God without any effort from you whatsoever. You don't have to work for this one. It's going to bestow gifts on you that you want so badly in your heart for nothing. You don't have to work for these. When you live that life that you're supposed to be living, the gifts come without effort because you're doing the right thing. The Bible says it. Why wouldn't you do the right thing then? We're impatient. We want it now. If I don't have it right now, if I don't get it right now, it's instant gratification. Hurry, hurry, <laughs> hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> All right. Patience is so hard. <laughs> I know. Like munching here. All right. Y'all have anything else i think we'll close it on that one because yeah, i'm he's i know he's hungry i'm hungry that? and thirsty and my dentures are coming up on me inside so you yeah. <laughs> that was it baylor is always very insightful here beautiful like experience. baylor's great you when it comes you. to our round tables i love having baylor i wish we he could hear more when he works on sundays now i think we're gonna start moving the getting the round tables a little later and start dragging his ass out here <laughs> after work that's what we have to do all right guys listen i want to close it up very quickly okay if all you right. would all right Kind of Let's do this. Yeah, well, I, know, I know they're hungry, I and mean, we're going to do this very quickly. I just want to thank God for this, okay? Right. This was an amazing day. I mean, yes, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of work. A lot of work. you're hey, welcome, John. <laughs> okay. All right. Right now, right. hush, hush, hush. hush. Right. Dear Father in heaven, oh, thank you for the challenges you presented to us today. I think it makes us stronger and more understanding of how beautiful it is to be able to worship you like this and how lucky we are to be able to do so. What a gift. Thank you for friendship. Thank you for time to do this. Thank you for all of these wonderful gifts you've bestowed on us. Lord, watch over us this next week. Keep it on our families and our loved ones. Keep us all safe. Help us to make a difference in this world. Help us to make the right decisions. Put us on that path that you want us to. Get to righteousness. Help us get through our selfishness and make things better. And all this, Jesus Christ, we gave you today. Amen. 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 Let's go. Right. Now I'm all wired up. Now I'm going to go take right. a yeah. nap and you got me all going. That's why they do church in the morning. That's why they do that. You know that, right? I'm going to say, let's go for a jog. That's why they do church in the morning. See, now See y'all did.